Today is September 6, and the Yankees lost a series to the Oakland A's. And they lost the last game in a brutal fashion. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Yeah, I think, I think like half song. Half song? Yeah. All right, we'll end the song there. We, we don't know how upset we're going to be on this pod. Thank you for joining and listening. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. I uh, Fuck, I'm coming to you from California. I actually move officially tomorrow on a flight. Well, today, as you're listening to this, Jake, my co-host, coming to you from Denver. How are you, Jake? I'm all right, man. I'm still recovering from my travels. I've still got more travels coming up. Um, know what know what kind of vibe I'm in that I think people can relate to? What's that? Uh, my my girlfriend is pretty sick, so we, like loaded up on emergency and all the sick like, and sick- tired of your bullshit. Okay, um, talking. So just shut shut your mouth. Trying to bring some levity to the show. It's classic humor. Uh, it's not a funny show. So, <laughs> um, so it's one of those, like, I'm worried about getting sick, and I was still tired from traveling anyways. So, like, there's a box of emergency, and it's one of those things, if you're getting a glass of water, you just put one in, because you're like, well, I don't dislike emergency, and it's like a 1% chance I'm a little better, so screw it. So I'm just... Nice. Rope and emergency. I don't. Need, I've never had emergency, but I just took some Tylenol what? or Advil or whatever. You're a human idiot. Never had emergency. I don't know what that is for. Airplane you didn't? sickness. We used to have that in college, man. Mm, it's just like a, it's a little packet. You pour it in a drink. It's delicious. Oh, well. Today's episode is brought to you by Blake Avant. Congrats, Blake. You get to host the A's Loss Series recap episode but for real we appreciate you blake is our most recent patreon subscriber got his name in the hat for the next raffle you get early access to videos early access to the podcast we're gonna start doing more stuff did we decide what we're gonna do yet i think i have some stuff we're gonna do for the patreons in september um you also uh i don't know you get to support us, and basically, you get to win a jersey. And our winner of the August raffle, Donna Cashman, right? That was the name, Donna Cashman. She, yeah. Uh, I got to get in touch with her because she hasn't gotten in touch with us yet. So, Donna, if you're listening, get in touch with us. You want a jersey from Affordable Jerseys, and we'll get it out to you. Whoo. All right. There's a bunch of things we have to talk about before we get into the games, which, what did we used to call this? Our mental health, our wealth and wellness? What? <clears throat> health and wellness? There you go. Health and wellness. We got Judge took 25 swings, which is actually good news. I think last episode, I think very last episode, I said Judge is, I said, Judge is out of my mind until he picks up a bat. Until he picks up a bat, I'm not even thinking about him. And then the very next day, he picked up a bat right in my face. About we 12 s- hours later, literally tw- right, right yeah. in your face. Yeah, we were standing on the field. Two feet away from him in Oakland, he had just picked up a bat. Then he had catch with all the pitchers to see how his hand did while he was having catch. That's good news, right? That's terrible news. No, but okay, so how how much of good news is it? I think it's actually pretty big. I think the the bigger news is that he 
he's done stuff all three days. It wasn't like, oh, he he took 25 swings off a tee. Now we're going to take two days to see how his wrist reacts. I think he did soft toss today. He was watching... He was watching Tanaka throw yesterday and standing in there, and I think he was swinging. So it's, it, yeah, like the the end isn't in sight, <laughs> but there's a potential Aaron Judge could be playing baseball in a week and a half. Nice. Judge's life is awesome for the most part, but we saw a 30-minute window of it that absolutely sucked. He signed autographs for the people in Oakland, for half an hour straight, just went down the row signing for everyone, and it was nuts, man. Like we were, like we just looked at each other like that sucks. He's he's being so nice, but the people are just treating him like not a human, right? Is that what you say? Like if you're one of those people that just screams and throws things in a player's face to have him sign him, man, you're just you're just that is not a nice reward for <laughs> what that guy brings to you. Like Judge was that was miserable. Yeah, we not, we just said hi, and we were like, "How you doing, Judge?" And he was like, "Hi," but he had like some guy was trying to talk to him from a foot away, and Judge just he just put his ear like clear the mechanism, ear blinders on. What a miserable time! But one kid, as Judge walked by, he goes, "You promised, Aaron. You promised," and then started wailing when Judge didn't sign. It's like, whoa, kid, whoa. People are monsters, but his hands feeling better. So that's good news. Didi's feeling much better. We have an off day Thursday as you're listening to this. And Friday, we will be uh, seeing Didi in the lineup. So that's good news. That's good news. That's good. That's good news, undoubtedly. Although that's very good Ad- news. Adani Echeverria is basically the heart and soul of our team now. Did you hear that it's actually Echeverria? He said, no, 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 it's the yeah. first way. Yeah. Which is Echeverria is worse than Echeverria. So I'm oh, happy. He's lost all respect. For his last name, baseball wise, he's been pretty nice. But last name, I could say anything now. You blew. You had a privilege, and you blew it, dude. Yeah, what was going on with that? Did he just pronounce it wrong himself? Was he just having fun? I don't he know probably saying. misheard it, or maybe he thought it was silly. I don't know. But you're whatever H word I say to you, that's in reference to you. Well, you're not supposed to pronounce the H because it's uh, don't care. He blew it. He blew it. All right. And then bad news is that Clint Frazier, as they were going to send him up to double A, had migraines and bad symptoms, and now they're shutting him down for the year. And this is sad. Sad's the word. Honestly, sad. I'm going to not make any jokes. Sometimes I like to make jokes at inopportune times to make jokes, because that's when jokes are the funniest, when you're not supposed to make them. Right. I'm not going to make any. I feel terrible for Clint. What a shitty, shitty hand he was dealt this entire season. When he was healthy, he was blocked. When he was not blocked and needed, he was hurt. All stemming from a bad catch or a bad, whatever, a tumble he took in spring training and then ran into a player. Just shitty all around. But Clint's done. So that's a question we can out of sight, out of mind for this season. Hopefully he, he hopefully he gets healthy. I, you, you just literally never know. Do you think we're ever going to be able to make concussion jokes? Yeah, I made one last, like I've made one every episode so far. Right, and I think they've been almost offensive. I think they well, have been offensive. One was bad. I forget what it was. I I wouldn't say they weren't offensive. Right. But I, I don't think I'm going to stop making jokes when jokes pop in my head. That's how my life works. It's fair. Okay, 
Great. I've, I've, se- I've seen you hold back a joke. Yeah. I just did right now during this whole thing. There you go. So you're just a liar. Let the people know I had jokes locked and loaded to go, but I reframed because I honestly feel very bad for Clint. It's a terrible situation. I only lied about being a thief. <laughs> I am so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Amen. August, September, Yankees. There you go. Seriously. Uh, seriously. Do you want to talk about state of like the franchise and fans before we go into individual burns? I don't think so because I Yeah, think let's just go into burns. Let's get you let's, let's power through this episode. You, you and I are a little unsure of the state of the union. I think if if we talk about these three games, hopefully we'll we'll see the light a little better. All right, let's go into let's burn game one, which we were at at a suite with some listeners, and we can talk about that a little bit too. Sure. Game one in Oakland. On your mark, get set, burn. Game one, biggest series in Oakland in a decade, and the Talking Yanks crew was in the house. Trevor Cahill versus CC Sabathia returning to where he grew up in the area. Hixie sack fly in the first makes it one nothing Yanks. Hey, good start until the A's come to the plate in the first. Davis RBI single, then an RBI walk from Big C, and then another run on an error from Andujar. Ah, yuck, but wait. Shane Spencer, ah, Luke Voigt, two-run homer. Are you for real, dude? Locked up at threes. Chapman, not a Raldis, doubles in a run for Oakland. Jed Lowry, RBI single. Mark Canna, can he? Home run, 6-3 after five, and that was the final. Yankees don't muster up a hit in four innings against the A's bullpen. CeCe didn't have it. Yankees lose, 6-3. Man, this sucks because we were in the suite for this game. With uh, there's 24, 25, 26 of us. Everyone that came, I think they had. A, I think the people that came had a good time. Um, it was pretty fun. We had we had bets going. We did like football, uh, like the Super Bowl with the boxes and the prop bets and all that shit. But if if like they won, would have been so fun. When Voight hit the home run, the our suite was jumping. Energy was there. And then it just died. Gary got up with like, and then in the seventh and eighth, they had chances with two on both times, right? And we were all living and dying with every pitch in the suite. That was fun. So shout out to everyone that came to the suite in Oakland. We're going to try and do more events like that because that was, I think, a success and fun, minus the Yankees losing the game. Yeah, it would have been badass (laughs) if the Yankees won. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, the two points in the game when there was really energy was the Luke Voigt home run with just full blast energy. You, you're worried about the game getting out of hand. Voight ties it up. It's the Luke Voight show. We were going bonkers. And then, like, they counterpunched. And then, yeah, we really had that one chance. Uh, Familia walked a couple guys. And then, uh, yeah, T- Teddy Bear Gare didn't do the job. Um, I think the only bright spot, unless you <laughs> you were planning on talking about lasagna later i think that's the only thing that really needs to be mentioned no i mean i'm talking i plan on talking about some other stuff from that game but not lasagna he was awesome (laughs) and he's so tiny when we saw him on the field he's like our size but skinny and we're short people johnny laza not a big dude good to see him again by the way yeah he's Um, but uh two innings one hit four strikeouts and he was (laughs) like dominant it was pretty cool he uh he he might be the bright spot from that game. 
I don't know. CC has a bad ERA in Oakland. We looked it up right before the game started. I I was talking to you know people in suite. I was talking to David, I think, or Sean, and I and I looked it up, and it was like five point four career in Oakland. I was like, whoa, that's not good at all. Not, not the good. Um, I think I was actually talking to Ryan. Then it, then it came. CC's bad. I mean, dude, there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad in this stupid series. Voight with the home run. That's awesome. The sweep was fun. Nothing. That game, the game was a bummer. The, the best part about that game was the car ride home after the game because we were drunk and I made and uh, I made my Oakland radio station debut. The Oakland radio station was, I mean, they won now, so it's less funny. But the things they were saying on that radio station were so funny. Oh, yeah. Hey, see you next year, man. Oh, yeah. See you next year. That's what after they beat us game one of a three game set. That's what everyone was saying to us Yankee fans. See you next year. Oh, no, but we come back tomorrow. We're just going to play you guys tomorrow instead. It's a three-game series. And then maybe we'll see in the wild card game, and that will still be this year. Two through five hitters went 0 for 15 that game. So that's That good or bad? That's not a winning formula. Or it's, well, it's not a winning formula now. Maybe maybe someday. Yeah, you don't don't rule out weird analytics. You never know. Yeah. Maybe there's a starting pitcher that pitches better on really fast games, so the middle of the order is, you know, told to get out. Just get out. I like it. Okay. Let's go to game two. I was at this game as well. Jake was not. Jake flew back and watched this game in Denver. I flew back and I watched this game in Denver. Here we go. This was actually a fun one because the Yankees won, and it was a good, close game. Jimmy. Oh, I just spoiled it? Holy smokes, dude. That's my bad. I'll, uh... All right, this was actually yeah. a good oh, one. Let's hear they, what happened. They they won five one, and it, every everyone did pretty good. The Yanks won late, but you, you got it from here. All right, you want me to burn this one? Oh, you wish, bro. All right, you burn it. All right, on your mark, set you on fire. <laughs> <laughs> on your mark, get set, burn. Jay Happ looking to bounce back after his first bad start as a Yankee versus Liam Hendricks. Uh, not really bullpen day in Oakland. This made it to the left coast. Anyways, there'd only be two hits combined for them from these teams through five innings. Megden, or whatever his name, did a great job as the starter slash reliever for Oakland. Happ's only mistake was a solo shot to Steven Piscotti. His Hap's final line, six innings pitch, one earned run, two hits. He was dealing, locked in. Yanks finally strike in the seventh on an A.A. Ron Hicks walk. I'm shocked. Uh, we're tied at ones into the eighth, and oh, my sweet baby Jesus, King Louie. Luke Voigt solo shot. Just insane. Hicksy tacks on an RBI single. Achilvaria, Yabo for fun. Guardy with the late RBI single in the ninth. Yanks bullpen returns the favor, holds Oakland hitless. D Rob to Britain to Batances. Yankees win final five to one. I was at this game, mm. and I got to tell you, I had a conversation with you earlier today where you were. I was trying to figure out. People were asking me, "Do you think a, well, benches are going to clear in the game three? And I, I, I had no sense of that from being at the game. I just had no sense that there was tension at all. So I called you and I asked you, and you said, actually, yeah, there kind of was, which was cool. So I went I went back, and I watched some at-bats in the game, and I watched the 
uh, seventh inning or eighth inning, yeah, seventh, eighth inning rallies, you know, from the game because I was there at the stadium. And I got to say, Jake, that game did not feel the same through the TV screen and at there. And the TV screen made it seem like such a bigger playoff atmosphere. You told me, yeah, it was playoff atmosphere. And I was like, what? I didn't feel that at the stadium at all. But no, but I did like that McCutch at bat on TV. It's just because like the cameras show the emotions of all the players faces. Right. See that live. And I was like, holy shit, that game was way better than I thought. I wish I watched on TV. I mean, the the Oakland Coliseum, it was cool. The crowd was somewhat into it. But I, I think the other thing that would be playoff vibes that would translate more through a t- TV and the fact that it's in Oakland was that, I mean, there was no hitting, which, I mean, that's... One hit sound, each through six. Sounds bad, but that's that's true playoff baseball. Everyone was dealing. Every, every pitch mattered. Um, and then, yeah, Hap was locked in except the Piscotty homer. Then he hit Piscotty, which I mean, I don't think was intentional. It was supposed to be a low and insider. It caught him on, like, the meaty part of the calf shin, which looked kind of tough. Um, and then after that, there was a couple... They weren't intentional knockdown pitches, but guys got knocked down. It was, I mean, it was good. It was good baseball. Um, Oakland's pen pen just broke. Slash Rodney broke. Fuck bullpenning, dude. I really hate it. How? Oh, but you know what? I like that Medgan guy. Yeah, I don't know his name. His windup is what you do when you hold a wiffle ball and you want to have fun for two seconds before you throw a pitch. Right. He like shimmies. He throws the hands over his head. He winds back. He deals. I was someone. I was like, "Whoa, this guy's cool." Yeah, I was. I was wondering if you're gonna like him or not because it's. I mean, it, it's totally Oakland. I mean, he had the full Raleigh Fingers mustache. Oh, I don't. Um, oh no, he's like a Trevor Bauer loser. But the right. windup's cool. There we go. That it's, dude idolizes Trevor Bauer. He's like, I'm so weird, and it's so cool that I'm weird. Ah, it's a different kind of weird. Like Megden or whatever is almost hipster weird. Bowers just angry weird. High school wrestler weird. Yeah. Uh, do you know the golfer Bryson DeChambeau? He's yeah. like a young yeah, guy. guy. He wears he like he does all these quirky things because he thinks that makes him the cool quirky guy. And it's like, no, dude, you're awful. <laughs> DeChambeau or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's in Bauer territory. The, yeah, DeChambeau's the guy that brought the compass with him on the golf course. Oh, my God, dude. The the news just came out of why the pass balls happened in Game 3. Should I let's, let's burn Game 3, then let's get into fully the whole full conversation of this series and everything. Uh, and, and then I'll let you know what Severino and everyone just said about the pass balls and shit. All right, I... Uh... Uh, th- this one's the game I didn't have a burn written up for, but I'll I'll just make sure you can see the stage. Do you want me to burn it for you? It seems like you're begging me to burn it for you. I I I didn't say any of those words. All right, let's do a tandem burn. I'll throw one I'll throw one line at you. You throw one line at me. I'll throw one line at you. You throw one line at me. Okay, I'll okay. try it. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Worst first inning in Yankees history. Sevy can't throw a pitch good, and Gary can't throw a catch good. Ah, oh, fucked it up. I'm not made for the burn life. You burn it yourself. On your mark, get set, go. 
can I can I start over? Is yeah. that that uh wasn't wasn't really prepped for that whose line is it anyway approach. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game three in Oakland. Kind of a big game. Both teams really wanted this series. Severino back on the bump. Is this the game he finally puts it all together against a frenemy slash enemy? Mike Fears, him and Giancarlo, old buddies. First inning, Yankees load the bases. It's rally time. We're going to kill Fears. They don't score because that's just what they do with the bases loaded now. So, Sevy, come on in. Let's mow them down. Honestly, the worst inning of baseball I think the team will play this year. Seve and Gary couldn't pitch and catch. We're going to find out soon who that was on. It looked mostly Gary. Uh, They score four, one on a wild pitch, or two on a wild pitch, excuse me, double, single. It was 4-0. The Yanks feel like they're dead. Nobody, Nobody talks to Gary in the dugout. That's a good sign. Bottom three, Piscotti, two RBI single. It's 6-0. Everything's dead. Fourth inning, they get another. Let's make it 7-6. Let's make it 8-8-0. But don't worry, top seven, Gary Sanchez, two-run bomb into the seats. You're forgiven for making us sad the whole night. Yankees lose 8-2. Just just so miserable. Just a, a punch to the gut. A firm punch to the gut. That first inning was terrible. And, like, even, like, what was McCutcheon doing? I mean, okay, uh, I'm so, like, uh, nervous that everyone just gets mad because they're like, and whenever you right. talk about something, everyone just says, that wasn't the problem, this was the problem. Here, here's the case. Severino pitched, like, dog shit. Sanchez didn't help by not being able to catch a pitch. Right. But there, this underlying thing, there was the, th- the, the check swing miss call. That hurt a lot. And there was what was that McCutcheon thing? I, I don't know if they asked him in the post game yet. But what do you? What's your read on that? Did you my, see that? My opinion was he thought it was going off that scoreboard, and so he was just trying to deke the guy, and it ended up hitting like the middle of the wall that wasn't the scoreboard. And is there a chance if he goes balls to the wall, he makes that play? Yeah, but not a high percentage. So I mean, I really didn't hate it. Um, I I thought he he was deep. He thought it was either a home run or a double, and he said if it is a double, I'm I'm gonna deke this so that the runner on first didn't score, which they didn't. So I I'm not holding anything against that. I don't think he lost it. No, I um, I didn't think he lost it. I thought he had good eyes on it, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's just. That's not really a problem at all. Maybe people are right, but it's it was weird. It was definitely interesting. The check swing on Lowry, I, I mean, I'm a huge one pitch, one playing football, one call. I mean, it it does change everything. If it's if you have a third down drive in football and there's a f- fake pass interference penalty for forty yards, that changes the complexion of a game. Lowry had a check swing that made it 3-1 instead of 2-2, that he almost fully swung. He did everything except follow through and put the back bat on his other shoulder. And, I mean, that's atrocious. I, I love how much of a beautiful game baseball is, but they need to do a couple minor upgrades that, I, I'm sorry, I know that's a quote-unquote judgment call, 
But that's something that has to be looked at because you go from 2-2 two, two to Lowry to 3-1. And then, I mean, look how quickly the full wheels come off. What if it's 2-2 two, two there, Sevy bounces a beautiful slider, Gary picks it and makes the tag, everyone's having a blast, let's fucking dance. And then 3-1, he sits, I think it was change-up or fastball, I forget, but it, he just grooved it. And then, I mean, it, it all fell apart from there. I mean, yeah, terrible. Terrible inning. You got your best pitcher, who's now. <sighs> Was that the worst inning of the season, or just the most demoralizing? I feel like we've had worse innings, like the Holder inning with Boston. Oh yeah, that was a good one. That's bad, but I mean, that's this was pretty brutal. I want to get into it. But I just don't know what order. Should we wait for? Should we just go into awards? I just, I just want to get into everything. But I don't want to step on the toes of ourselves if we have stuff lined up. You don't understand let's, what I'm doing. Let's do a mini state of the Yankees without naming too many names and then right. and then all do right. all that. Like what Just what are some what are some of your emotions right now? What do you got? Give me your emotions and give me your logic. Emotion. Drained. Yep just drained from hoping that the corner's going to be turned and then the corner's never turned, worried that that corner's farther away than we ever want it to be, worried that maybe it's not a corner and we're just on a dead end that leads to the same shit at the end of the hallway that's a circle. That's what it seems like. We're trying to turn the corner, but we're in like a circle maze and just keep doing the same shit over and over and over again the highs are high still like void hitting that homer that dude's awesome um then like d rob striking out four people in one inning britain having a good inning two hitting the a's that was nice cc not doing anything and now severino is really worrisome because i think you I think you can. We've been saying, what if what if Sevy gets it together? And and to our credit, the last three starts were were stepping stones, and you will say the last one was a stepping stone. But either way, he was getting closer to the place we were hoping him to be. And now that seems like not even that seems you can't even. If someone says he's going to fix it, he's going to come out of this and have a great end of the year. That person's kind of the crazy one, and the person says, "Well, no, he can't expect it." is the the correct person. I mean, did you hear the stat, Jake? He's been the worst pitcher, ERA-wise, in the MLB for two months now. The worst. Yeah. 30 teams, five pitchers each, minus some dumb teams that bullpen. I'm not good at math, but that's a lot of pitchers, and Seve's the worst of all of them. It's it's insane. He's 17-7. and seven. <laughs> His ERA is three five two, and he's having <laughs> such a bad stretch. He went from Cy Young to worst pitcher in baseball, and yeah, you're absolutely right. If I and I tweeted this as in like a wish fashion, I said, "Sevy's Sevy's a stud. Giancarlo and Gary are going to break out of their slumps." Because man, could you imagine if Sevy gave us that old Severino performance and? Gary and Stanton either had homers or big RBI doubles or something like that. We would be rolling hot right now. We yeah, would well, we would say Sevy had his worst outing of the year. 
Yeah, I mean, Seve, you hit a, it's a full reset button. We we saw a bunch of five innings, six innings, three earned run type starts, and we were like, okay, there's something here. Yeah, give give us the big one. And then, yeah, I mean, Stanton didn't do much. Gary got the home run. Um, here's here's what I will say that I don't think this would come up in the player stuff. There were a lot of balls hit that would have been home runs at Yankee Stadium. Gardy had Gardy a pair. Gardy would have had two. Stanton had a pair. Voight would have had, had one. one McCutcheon might have had one. Um, so I'll bring up the importance of, uh, I mean, right now this looks like the team we're playing in the wild card game. You better get home field against these guys because, A, we don't have to listen to that fucking drum anymore. B, we're a home run team. They're a young, do everything you can. That center field, Lorenzo or Loriano, I mean, that kid had more heart than our whole team this whole series. Miles and miles apart. I I love that guy. But these these are just they're young guys that are going to do whatever it takes to win, and they have a killer bullpen. That is their whole identity. Right now, and I've mentioned this before. I mentioned it about the R two C two podcast with Todd Frazier. We still don't have a locked-in identity. Half half of our fan base hates seeing Gardner lead up. The only one that has his kind of thing tuned in is Stanton, who's kind of gone back into a little slump, but that's fine. That's baseball. He's kind of earned the right to go into a little slump from where he was. But, I mean, think about it. Hicksy and McCutcheon are moving around. Gary's back. It, it, Vile, the Luke Voigt show. Neil Walker's moving around being a superhero. Glaber still has these sad puppy dog moments. And, hey, we got two really shitty starts from our starting pitcher, and that's kind of what baseball comes back to a little bit. So, I don't know. I mean, it's it just really does feel like I kept using, like, a, a pot-boiling analogy because we're just waiting for this thing to explode and all the pieces to come together. And every time it feels like it's supposed to, just, like, one little wrinkle throws everything off. Whether it's a Jed Lowry check swing or Andujar's throw in the Red Sox series to end the Red Sox series or not end the Red Sox series, I I don't know, man. And and then know what the sick part is, Jimmy? Because this is what I was doing. Because you tell yourself, okay, it's eight nothing. This fucking sucks. It's never gonna happen. Whatever. Then Gary hits the two run homer. You're like, all right. Nothing's going to happen, but please, maybe let something happen. And then I look up the, at the plate, and it's a Danny Echeverria. And you you still go back, and you're like, okay, so there's no Didi, there's no Judge. You almost kind of accept things, and then you're just in this state of, we're a good team that sucks sometimes. And it's it's a really bad place to be as a fan. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how bad our bad stretch was last year? I looked this up because people were telling me that this year is way worse than last year. Well, the West Coast trip or just our bad, like, our worst stretch? We're probably in our worst stretch right now, right? Um, I don't think so. We've, I mean, maybe we we've been almost five hundred since the All Star break. I mean, we haven't won a series in th- three series. I mean, that's a bad stretch. I mean, we're not playing great. I'm saying we we went. Eight and twenty-one at one point last year. Yeah, that's bad. That's the bad. 
not saying that this is good. It's just bad's bad. We're bad right now. Uh, yeah, seven. I mean, when, when we get swept by the Red Sox, that was five straight with an Orioles game tacked on there and then some Rays games around that. But, yeah, I mean, we're we're in a bad stretch. We're in a West Coast sweep. Um, and then catch Minnesota on the way back, too. But Nice. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to awards, which are brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com. They also sponsored the suite that we had at the Oakland Coliseum. Oko, big concrete green place. Let's do awards. Give awards out every show. Pride of the Yankees. Uh, it's Wednesday, Jake, so you get to go first. I am the Wednesday guy. Jakey Wednesdays on Wednesdays. He chooses the awards before I do. And I mean, I, I see two options. I'm going to go. Let me go, let me go hap. Do it. Go hap. I'm, I'm going to go hap. He was locked in. He got screwed. He could have done a lot more. He only threw 78 pitches. Um, but the Yankees had put on a big, a long rally the inning before. And so then he comes out the next inning. He gave up the first, he gave up a hit to the first base runner. So then he kind of like had to be yanked because it's, I mean, it was, I, I mean, that's just what was happening. What do you think? Um, uh, Boone said, I got, I need a strikeout right here. That, he was the, he, that was the quote? Uh, that's what he said on the mound if he read his lips. Yeah, I need a strikeout right here. And also that logic makes sense. He didn't want a ball put in place. So go get your strikeout pitcher. Yeah, I mean, the, the logic they were saying on the telecast, which I think is a little more, well, I don't want to say more fair. I mean, Robertson obviously is more of a strikeout guy. Struck out four in that inning. Yeah, and it. I mean, it, it kind of worked out. Um, struck out three, but... uh. No, no, check out four, check swing. Okay. Uh, just going by the stats here. but Yeah, I'm going uh, by what happened. Right, but I'm telling the people the honest truth. So, uh, Hap, 78 pitches, six innings pitched, two hits. The one earned run was a solo shot that Piscotty just got. Piscotty just got it. Um, I don't know, man. The, uh, the wild card starter conversation is... No. No, dude. It, it's it's honest. Sevy fucked everything up. It, it's just it's still too early to have it. I know, but it's kind of not, Jim. It's less than a month. It's less than a month. And if we get through this month and Hap has had good starts against Oakland, Boston, and whoever the fuck else, he is right there. Of course. It's just let's wait and see. Yeah, but I right Tanaka's now. Tanaka's been pitching pretty damn well, too. Yeah, right now it's those two guys, Jim. Yeah, I know. But just right right now it's also five week, four weeks away. <laughs> right, but it's it's almost time to have that conversation, bud. Uh, I don't think so. No no reason to be shy about it. And uh I I guess that's why I picked him and I think it's more important because if he if he keeps doing what he did in Oakland, um He's he's going to be one of the driving forces on this team because that's the one start we got a starting pitching performance. We won it. The two we didn't, we didn't. So 
Here's here's to you, Happer. Great bounce back, bud. Kind of boring, but good. He said he wants to come back next year. Maybe he sh- maybe he can. Maybe he will. Beautiful. Um, my pride of the Yankees is Luke Voigt, and I think those were the only two options. Voigt yep. had two home runs. One was the go ahead in the eighth. One both tied the game. Right. Uh, he went two fifty. He only hit two fifty. He had he had three hits. Two of them were home runs. Three RBIs, but they were big. Brought energy again. I I, I said he was going to do it, and he did it. So also credit to me. I'm the best ever at guessing yeah. Luke Voigt home runs. Go me go. I mean, dude, this guy's crazy. He's just going crazy right now. He's made Bird a complete afterthought at the moment. Does does is he? Can we say he's going to be the future first baseman for the Yankees? No, but I'm riding the wave until it dies. Until there's no longer any white little bubbles, we got to milk this wave for everything it's worth. And I, I like his quotes too, man. He's like a really like fun guy to root for. Obviously, I'm not saying anything no one knows, but even his quotes, he's like, "I'm excited about this team. I'm ready to make a long run in the playoffs. I hope so, man. I hope so. Really hope so." Yeah, his his energy's great. His his Louis his, V brings the energy. Yeah, it's and man, I think <laughs> it is so wild because <laughs> you know, at everyone's wrote, written off Greg Bird as as they pretty much should with what Luke Voigt has done. I think it's also funny that all these Shane Spencer comparisons are coming out cuz Shane Spencer's known as the guy that had like a nut job month. And then he fell off the map, basically. So it's like, hey, I I realize where that comparison's coming from, but hey, may, maybe Luke Voigt could have a nice little baseball career still. He's he's young and figuring it out. Um, yeah, if you're Luke Voigt, you don't like that comparison. No, <laughs> but their no. their their ages and their minor league numbers right. are also very similar. Both old guys to be making like their first go around the the time of year. Um, Shane Spencer said that, well, I was doing it when the Yankees had like a 14-game lead and we were playing no one. He's doing it in the middle of a race. I was like, yeah. Nice, Shane. Thanks, Shane. <laughs> and they kind of look like alike, too. Big, Meatheads. Big, big, strong white guys. Shane Spencer said that Jack Curry asked if he was to be talking to Voight. What would he say to him? He's like, ah, oh, man, we wouldn't even be talking baseball. Like, he knows what he's doing. He's getting to play baseball. Honestly, if we were on a bench sitting next to each other, we'd be talking about football. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. They do look alike. Big, strong white guys. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Yankee motherfucker. This one's got a lot more options. So many options. Yeah, you go first. Um, you have it. I'll yeah. I'll fall I'll fall on the sword. Do I have one? I'll fall on the sword, and I'll I'm gonna say Gary, man. That was one of the saddest innings of baseball I've ever seen. I don't know how badly you're getting crossed up, or any possible excuse you can make as the catcher, but there's no excuses. So for Gary Sanchez. So much. He repeatedly said that he should have stopped every ball that was thrown his way, but both him and Sevy said that they just changed the signs. They change them all the time, and they just changed them, and they were both confused. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. The professional athletes that are, you know, this is like what, that's what's wrong. You change the signs, you can't figure that out. Sevy, you have a job once a week it's to know that. Um, dude, it's it's... 
I mean, it's just unacceptable. And if you're Gary, you know. And I mean, you saw his, he had his sad Glaber puppy dog face come out because he should have. I mean, he couldn't catch, he couldn't catch his Seve's fastball. And I don't know, man. It's when Michael K at the end of the game has to get on the mic and say, almost calm down the Twitterville and be like, yeah, I know Gary's pass balls can be kind of tough, but he, he has the great arm. And obviously when his hitting's right, it's special. But like Michael K shouldn't have to do that. And Gary is feeding the beast. I mean, a couple more innings like that. I mean, raise raise a red flag because that's. Well, it looked like the yips. It looked like it looked like just he was like blind or had the yips. It was really bad. Yeah, I think there's some credence to the fact that it didn't happen the rest of the game. Maybe they changed the signs. Maybe Gary got his ass in gear. Uh, I mean, he's not good at receiving the ball. And when you have four in one inning, that's about as bad as you can possibly do. And it's, I mean, you're you're just feeding the beast so much. He he got the home run today. I hope uh, that home run means nothing, but he did fucking crush that ball. Oh, he crushed it. And dude, if that gets him hot, I don't. I like great, great. We, we could really use that. Um, so many of his at bats have also just been crushing. He had the double play in this game. I think he had a double play the game before. He was up with the bases loaded in that that first game that was like their only chance have you seen the analytics on him i mean some of them i mean i know the the babip and and hard hit ball rate and that stuff it's kind of wild he's hitting the ball harder than he ever has at better launch angles yeah and just getting terrible results it's uh and it's becomes becomes very mental and I don't know. I think is this I mean with shifts I I think that's hurting Gary too and I think that starts to get in your head even more and you see those three guys on the left side of the infield and I mean Gary still can't like run run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He beat out something. Beat out two things. He he beat out what? There was a bobble in the first game. I just know the the double play balls he hit this series. Well, a he hit him hard because, like you just mentioned, he's doing that and that's good. But I mean, the infield almost looks at each other like, "Oh, Gary hit it hard. We got it." Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just the fundamentals, boys. I I don't think he was. I mean, he's never going to be a speedster ever. So, but but I think he. I don't know if they're telling him, hey, don't don't pull something, so don't run as hard. But I think he he beat out he, like the drop third strike. He got the first. I think he was running. I think he's he's using full speed cautiously. Yeah, it's it's not problematic, but it's just it's it's a tough game, and it's <laughs> talk talk to Greg Bird and Gary if you want to talk about how tough this game is. Yeah. All right, my motherfucker is Severino. And we already talked about him at length. He's the worst pitcher in the major leagues for the last two months. Uh, that's bad. So, you fucking motherfucker, you're supposed to be our Cy Young stud. You can say it's fatigue. Should they shut him down? Do you think they should shut him down? The the, the Rays shut Snell down for like two weeks because they said he was fatigued. If it's feels nothing like, else. Feels like we missed that window, guys. <laughs> it does feel like we missed that window. But then... But then you just pitch through it. I have no, I have like, I, I have no idea how that works. 
so I don't think I can give an opinion on it because I don't also know if it's fatigue. But what else could it be? He couldn't hit a damn spot today. Yeah, like his ball was going all over the place. I, <laughs> I, th- I think this is a super old school approach that totally want to get used nowadays. He threw how many pitches he threw today? Fifty nine. I'm I'm the kind of guy that I throw him out there on three days rest or something like that <laughs> and be like, dude, go like figure it out. But that's so not baseball nowadays. So that won't happen. That won't that will not happen. But I think those are your easiest motherfuckers. Like they really, really soiled that third game. Yeah, absolutely. And and sure, they both hurt each other like CC or. Sebi throwing 100 mile hour pitches, couple feet, not worth, not knowing where they're gonna go, and cross ups that hurts. But Gary needs to catch those balls. Like there's no, there's nothing else that Gary needs oh, to catch those balls with the cross. Well, if if some are legit cross ups, then those aren't. Then like if he's expecting a curveball and Sebi throws a fastball, that's not on him. But he should he should should have blocked a lot of those. There was like four or five. But Sebi also. Gary being bad at catching the ball does not excuse how bad Sevy was at throwing the ball. Yeah, they were. It was almost like a hold my beer. Who can regress more in this one inning situation? I mean, Sevy was getting tattooed. Yeah, dude, they're they're barreling it. We don't talk about barrels enough anymore. But it, dude, if you saw someone hit a hard ball against Sevy. It used to surprise you. Now it's just bullets off the bat, man. Nice. All right. Regular old awards. You ready? You got one? Yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to continue a theme. I'm going to go with the Baseball is Tough Award. Okay. It was really tough. I didn't even make my, the the team at the end of high school. Yeah. You and me both, sister. I was busy with hockey. I put all my effort into hockey. It's like, ah, maybe, whatever. Yeah. Classic high school excuse. Yeah. Um, that is a classic I'm, high school excuse. I'm giving it to Brett Gardner. So I I, I half want to circle the wagons on this because I, I had some internet discussions slash arguments. So Brett Gardner, he's another guy. His, his BABIP, his balls batted in play, is down like 50 points against righties this year, which is a, a sign of bad luck. If you watch this series, he had... T- Two balls that would have been home runs at the stadium, and yeah, he crushed like that. The one that I was there, that off the bat, the whole stadium was like, "Whoa!" Because he he crushed that, dude. And the then, one to, the one today, he even got more of. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I mean that's obviously that's tough, but so I I saw some people and I so when I was excited about the game two lineup. Everyone's like, oh, dude, they got their fourth outfielder, Gardner, still leading off. What are they doing? And it's like, guys, I, I get that McCutcheon has a better OBP and Hicks has a better OBP. But when Gardner's functioning right, he can be an awesome leadoff hitter. He saw 24 pitches in the second game. That's about a, that's about a quarter of a starting pitcher's pitch count <laughs> that's about more than a reliever nowadays. And 
if you watched game two, if you watched game two, he had the best three at-bats of the game up until the seventh inning. And did you? he was Brett Gardner. He had the two hits. He beat out what could have been a double play. He had the game-tying run. He... I mean, he just disrupted the game for the other team. He's someone that you do not want to see up there because he's going to work the count. He's going to look for a good pitch. And if he puts it in play, you're in trouble. You better do everything perfectly. Otherwise, he's getting on base. And he was a huge part that we won the only game of this series. And, oh, by the way, he plays gold glove defense. So I know that doesn't answer people's lineup questions. But... Against right-handing pitching. if When it comes up and he does get benched against a lefty now and then, I kind of get that, even though his stats are okay to the same this year against lefties. Or at least move him down the lineup. That is fine. But, again, what, we, what the Yankees have to be doing the rest of this year is getting the team in the best position they can for the one-game playoff or the playoffs in general and if they can get Gardy right, and he's always been streaky, and if he has a good month, his numbers are going to be around what they've been at for his career, which has been Brett Gardner. So give give Brett a chance. Root for Yankees. And you know what? If he does have a couple tough weeks where it doesn't come together, then yeah, he kind of does lose that top of the order spot. But guess what? If he has a couple really good weeks, he's still the same Brett Gardner we've known for a decade. So go a little easier on him. And normally, you're the Brett Gardner guy, Jim. Um, I thought he had a good series. I think you're saying it right. People, are, he'll never get any credit, but he has been very bad for a month. But he does seem to be coming out of it. Like you said, he he grinds at bats. He sees pitches. I mean, that point you made about how he saw 24 pitches. It just shows how much this lineup is missing Judge and how good this lineup is when Gardy's on and Judge is behind him. They see about five pitches each and at bat times that by four at bats in a game. They're seeing 40 pitches, which is, like you said, what, 40% of what a starting pitcher will throw and 40 of them are going against two of our guys so we need judge back we need guardy to get going but yeah i got people asking me like how, how mad are you guardy's leading off i'm like well he looks like he's getting right and when guardy's right i'm not mad about that at all he sees a lot of pitches he grinds out at bats he he does those things he but yeah he's baseball he, and he missed he he just missed two homers. he also just missed two doubles he missed one down. He missed two down the line today, and it's just yeah. Like, no, we had a couple foul balls in game three. God. That's close. Brutal sport sometimes, Jim. Yep. All right, my next award is the enough is enough, and we've had enough award. Hmm. AJ Cole. Oh yeah. Nice Cole slash Boone. I guess if you want. The River Ave Blues did a write up. Shout out River Ave Blues. Good shit. Joe's McFly sent it to me. Shout out Joe's McFly. Thank you very much, Joe. Nice. Listen to this, Jake. Cole's last seven appearances. Are you ready? Ready. August 13th, he entered down one in the sixth, exited down four in the seventh. August 18th, entered up six in the ninth, finished the game up five. August 21st, entered a tie game in the 11th, created a bases loaded jam, no outs, and escaped. Nice. 
August 22nd, entered down six in the eighth, finished down six in the ninth. That was good. August 27th, entered down two in the ninth, finished down four in the ninth. 29th, entered down three in the eighth, finished down three in the ninth. Entered down one in the fourth, exited down three in the sixth. So in his last seven appearances, he's only like entered and exited with the same score twice. And we keep throwing him into one-run games. The River Ave Blues said that they need to take him away from Boone so we can stop using him. And now we have Johnny Lasagna in there, and we just have more pitchers. I mean, shit, I'd rather use Sessa for one inning than Cole. Yeah, and I mean, Holder Holder came in down, down what today? Down six? Down seven? And, you know, that Holder used to be one of our guys. And, you know, the whole, again, the whole this started at the Marlins game, but they said, you know, down two runs, we're not going to bring in our good dudes, basically. And then they brought in Holder today, and I I know they have more guys in the pin now to burn innings on, but, uh, yeah, it's tough. Cole's... Are you out on Holder? I still like Holder. I still think he's good. No, I'm saying that... They were using the excuse that they weren't going to use their good guys in bad situations when the game's out of hand, and they used Holder in a game that was "quote unquote" out of hand today. Hopefully, it stops. Hopefully, that's that. Hopefully, that Cole was the last straw, and Holder shows that they're better. Yeah, because you have to stop letting games slip away. And you look at Cole's whole body of work, man. And th- those ten outings that were really good for the first half for the Yankees are yeah. clear standout outlier for his entire body of work as an MLB pitcher. It's true. So stop using him, please. Enough is enough, and I've had enough. And don't, you know use, the, don't use Cole anymore. Unless we're, unless we're down five. The other thing that gets me, and I don't know what how the geeks actually crunch these numbers, but I... You know, when they said that two-run thing, if we're down two and they were, I think we were going into the eighth or whatever it was, I'm sure there's some stat that says if you're down two going into the eighth, you know, it's it's 90% that the team winning wins that game. So they don't want to burn their good arms. Well, you know what? The good teams win those games. Look at the fucking Red Sox. They're out of control. They're they came back control. from like eight down? Six, six down in the eighth today. Pretty nice. And, it, and it's, and it's, I mean, they just have a magic feel to them right now that the Yankees aren't even close to. Well, they are on a magical run, and we're struggling to play 500 ball right now. Right. Bing. Bing, bing, bing. You're up. What's your next regular road? Chandler Bing. Um, Chanandler Bong. <laughs> Chanandler Bong. Uh, I got to end it on a high note. Or I want to end it on a high note because it's oh, been sad. I hope you don't um, steal my guy. I'll knife you. I think I am going to steal your guy. Ah, we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the good to see you, old friend award. Oh, Ekaveria, nice. N- you're right, my old friend Ekaveria. Nope. Kutch. Nope. Didn't you go to high school with him? <laughs> All right, these. Wonky guesses. Uh, uh, it's going to D-Rob. Oh, I love D-Rob. I, I've been kind of tough on D-Rob this year. 
and my my tweeting my tweeting fortunes hasn't been so good recently because it's usually hoping for the Yankees to do the good. Um, hey man, D Rob came into that game. It was a playoff atmosphere, tie game, runner on, and I I asked for Houdini, and that's who I got, man. And he was jacked up, and the curveball was biting. And it was a beautiful thing. So I, D-Rob has been having a good year. It wasn't as crazy as he was when he first came over last year. And that's part of the reason he, he wasn't fully measuring up to me. To me, yeah, to me, Jake. Um, but uh, he, he looked great. And he was, he was Houdini in, in full out of his form. La- out, of his lurs- out of his last 32 outings. Yep. David Robertson, last 32 outings, how many of them do you think he allowed a run in? In his last 32, he allowed a run in four of them. Yeah, correct. On the nose. In his last 32 outings, he has a 1.48 batting average against and a 1.62 ERA. He's allowed, uh, yeah, uh, out of 32 games, uh, uh, 28 of them were scoreless. Pretty yeah. good. On the season, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven plus four is 11. And he's had 59 games. So 48 of 59 have been scoreless. Yeah. That's pretty good. Not bad. Better All right. My year. next, my regular award. I don't know how to phrase this because I think it's going to give it away. Okay. This is the does something kind of cool, but not really cool, but I guess cool award. Does something kind of cool, but not really cool, but I guess cool award. Yeah. Um, McCutcheon? I don't know, man. No. Aaron Hicks. And his okay. stupid fucking bases loaded RBI walks. He now leads the league in them over the last three years. He got an RBI game tying walk, which I don't think is his first on this season. And it's like, okay, great, man. Like RBI, good at bat. You made him throw a lot of pitches. But then Andujar and Gary get out behind you, and you're like, oh man, what if Hicks decided to swing at that three zero cookie? What if Hicks decided to swing that 3-1 cookie? But Hicks doesn't like swinging with the bases loaded. But it's good. He got he ties the game. He got to walk. But then again, it's like, Hicks, I fucking hate that. But it's good because he tied the game and he got an RBI walk. But then it's bad because it's like, Hicks, the bases were loaded and you could have multiple RBIs by swinging the bat, but you don't like doing that. But then it's good, Jake, because he tied the game with an RBI walk. Do you follow? Yeah, man, and I'm half mad at you because I, me and KT Sharp talked about this. I don't know if you saw that. What did you say? So, Aaron Hicks, 11th career bases loaded walk. That's tied for the thir- third most in the MLB since his debut in 2013, which I think is a key word there. So the two people ahead of him are Russell Martin and Curtis Granderson, 
Well, they had to have a lot more at bats. Who have so many more plate appearances <laughs> than him. And I mean, it's just, it just kills. It, it cracks me up because you're absolutely right. Like, I yep. was on I was on Periscope, and I think I was saying there's no way Hicks swings here. It, he just doesn't, and it's I, we've talked about him cheating baseball or however you want to define it. Um, I I mean it's it's just it's it's mind bottling. Um, so <laughs> since since Aaron Hicks has come up, he's had uh, two thousand. 150 plate appearances. Russell Martin has had 3,000, almost 700. So about <laughs> a thousand plus more times to the dish. Um, so yeah, it's, I mean, it's great when it works. When it doesn't, he looks like an idiot. Can I say that? Yeah, when he strikes out looking and then gets mad at the ump and it's like, no, Hicks, that was a strike. Right. Right. Like he looks at the hit the ump with this confidence that he now knows that he's a guy around the league that takes a lot of walks and has a good eye. Hey Blue, check the check the fucking baseball card, yeah. man. I lead the league in this shit. Yeah. Base is loaded. I'm walking. <laughs> Blue, if I didn't swing at it, it's a ball, okay? And then, <laughs> and then I, I really <laughs> need the umpire to come back and be like, dude, you don't swing. Yo, my, my grandpa told me when I started umping at 14 years old, I might have told this story before. My grandpa told me, call the first four pitches strikes no matter where they are. The batter turns around and looks at you, just say, swing the bat, pussy. So my grandpa's advice was as an umpire. Rest in peace, Grandpa Ed. Hey, my grandma, Barbara, who ends every episode with Go Yankees, she took a tumble today on the sidewalk because some tree decided to grow its stupid roots in the middle of the paved sidewalk like an idiot tree. So everyone wish my grandma good luck and a speedy recovery. And she'll really appreciate that. That's messed up. The tree? Yeah. In the middle of a sidewalk? Like, get out of here, nature. We poured concrete all over you. We've taken over nature. You lost. Do you think the trees are happy every time they trip someone? Like, this used to be my ground? You're out, four eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think nature hates us, if that's the question. <laughs> All right, that's the end of this show. Weird episode because we've delved into the negatives so much. And I, it's, like, hard to do. But, yeah, this, this game was brutal. And I, I don't get it, man. I just... How many of these games does it feel like happens? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just feels like it's the second inning and we've already lost. Oh, yeah. We get down early, man. And then it's like a comedy of errors sometimes. Like, Glaber getting picked off when we don't even have... Any- we get our first base hit and then he gets picked off. Right. Like, oh, 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 oh. Which, which comedy writer wrote this inning? Sick fuck. Get out of here. I don't know. How, how are you... We got th- off day... Which is kind of huge. Yeah, off day on the road, so maybe like go do some bonding or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, go throw fish at each other on at Seattle or something. But uh, <laughs> go throw fish at each other. <laughs> that's what you do in Seattle, right? Go to that fish market. This is real world. 
I don't know. Not not feeling great about the road trip. How's Seattle doing? Are we going to beat them, Jake? How's Seattle doing? What, what, do you mind if I go look, Jim? <laughs> Haven't fully scouted. Um, well, well, coming just, up on they, coming up on talking were, Yanks. While you look, are you done looking? Okay, you already looked. No, you. I was going to be fast, but now that yeah, this is good. If you haven't been paying attention, we are doing September call-ups this month. So we have the recaps, which come out after every series. And we're going to do two interviews. Uh, we've done... Who have we posted already? We have posted DJ Eberly. We posted Ryan Rucco. Thursday is going to be the A's recap. Friday, we are going to post Jay from River Ave Blues, which is a really interesting conversation about how the online Yankees community and the blogs and the... Twitter and everything has grown because he's seen it from 2008 on. And uh, Jake and I are newcomers, so it was cool to learn about that. There's actually a voicemail from Don Zimmer that he left after the Pedro incident that uh, you can hear. We got that, so go listen to that. And then we have those. We have more coming up. We have some exciting ones, and we're trying to nail down more guests and all that. But we have guests coming up and all that. Jake, how's Seattle doing? Are we going to beat them? So they they just took two out of three against the Orioles, which at, Orioles. at, at, at this state of the season is almost <laughs> you almost want three out of three. They split with Oakland before that. They've got Paxton on the hill the first game. He's their dude. But yo, that was pretty funny earlier this year when Paxton came through and everyone's like, yo, there's this big lefty in Seattle who's got it figured out. And the Yankees crushed him because he's like a 70% fastball guy. And he's a lefty. So that would be nice. That would take some wind out of their sails. And then King Felix is on the Hill game too, but he's been awful. So I thought he went to the bullpen. Yeah, they did, but I think they brought him back. They must have had some injuries recently because they don't have their third starter even announced, and Felix is back in. So Nice. Who do the Yankees have going? Tanaka, Lynn, and CeCe. Tanaka Tuesday on a Friday? Tanaka Tuesday on a Friday. I mean, that's the big game. I if I had to guess, the the two, <laughs> the two other games are looking kind of like shit shows. So 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 what's the lineup? It's uh, Didi's back. Didi will be back. So we're looking at maybe Gardner, Stanton, McCutcheon, Didi, Anduar, Hicks, Gary, Walker. No Voit, Glaber. No Walker. Um, yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, you're probably looking at Gardner, Hicks, Kutch in the outfield, Stanton, DH, Andujar, Didi, Glaber, Voigt, and Gary. I wonder, um, off day and and uh, Stanton getting healthy, I wonder if you see them go with the three righty outfielders. Because er. Paxton's a lefty? Yeah. Oh, so yes. Okay, so then sit Gardner, McCutcheon, Hicks, Stan. Stan? That'd be and that'd then, be cool. And then and then D. H. Walker. Or no, D. H. Anduhar and play Walker at third. Could. Mike could. Dude, Neil Walker at third base, babe. Love I was gonna it. I was gonna say this, but it's like kind of a weird thing to say. I loved the defensive replacements. And it's kind of weird because it's kind of admitting that your starter's not good. But, like, we take the lead. Walker moves to third. Uh, Etch moves to short. Glaber to second. And then two balls come. Walker fields one at third. Hot shot. Then Etch gets one at short. And then Etch hits a home run later. But I like. I kind of like that winning rotation. Like, all right, let's get this win. Defense right. Time. That's 
that's the bullpen used to be the symbol of that. Like Mariano can you saw Mariano come in, you knew that the other team had the lead and that the door was getting shut. Defensive replacements are kind of the same thing. Like, wow, this team doesn't think they need any more runs. Yeah, no, we're set. You know <laughs> yeah. what? You know what? You know what? Uh, Girardi did last year a couple games in Baltimore. He put Chris Carter in right field mm. at, for the ninth inning. That was his like defensive replacement. That's just that's just trying to show up the Orioles. <laughs> and it kind of was like, what, why, Joe? Yeah, G. Cashman said, "I'm going to fire this guy. He's not coming back." Isn't baseball so ridiculous? Because like, what they probably said were like, oh, let's save their legs for an inning. Oh, the five minutes you had to stand in the outfield? Oh, go run a marathon tomorrow then. Sometimes standing's tough. Sometimes standing's tough. Talking standing. Talking standing. All right, thank you guys very much for listening. We will be back. Oh, shit, dude. I'm, move- I'm going back east now, so the Friday and Saturday are 10 p.m. starts for me. Brutal. Uh, Saturday is only a 9 p.m. start, so you're welcome. Why? <laughs> That's just how they have it set up. It's it's 10 p.m. Friday and 9 p.m. Saturday. The Seattle people like six o'clock starts. It's if I had to guess, I would say it's the West Coast teams half being nice to the East Coast teams slash more people watch. I if I'm being nice i would say that it's because seattle fans are a bunch of loser loser faces oh boy and they're like ah we don't want to stay up late you know when you clap late at night you stay up really late we like going to bed because we're a bunch of losers and here catch us fish all right thanks for listening to talking yanks go yankees go yankees go yankees tell them grandma go yankees catch this fish catch this fish welcome to seattle that should be how they greet you when you land at the airport. Here you go. Welcome oh. to Seattle. Here's this fish. Oh, you want a coffee? Here you go. And you're going to need this umbrella. Have fun while we don't talk to you because we don't talk to outsiders. And we've got one that's a fish, coffee, umbrella, all in one. Welcome to Seattle. <laughs> Welcome to Seattle. Do you like clapping? Yeah, there's these events. You just go and you clap real loud. We're going to get so loud. We're going to get so loud. I don't really like football. American football. I'm from Denmark. I don't like that stuff. No, it's not about the football. It's about the community and the clapping. And we all clap together. Catch this fish. You're going to have a great time. My jersey is a jersey about the fans. Wow, there's a player on this team named Fan? That's so funny. Oh, no, 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 you stupid Denmark bitch. The fan is me. I'm wearing my own jersey. We're so important. They win because of us. Every now and then they do the meter and we're the loudest stadium in all of America. Oh, how many other stadiums test that? Oh, none. None. <laughs> just us and the people in Kansas City. And, you know, and we and like, oh, so they just they just test how loud you are naturally just during the game. No, we have designated loud moments where they go one, two, three. Everyone break the record. Oh, this really is just a clapping convention, huh? <laughs> yeah. But you want a jersey? No. Okay, see you later. Catch this fish. Bye. I just... <laughs> <laughs>